Hello everyone and welcome to the June 21st edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foltz with Floyd, Skarin and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation report. The Court of Appeal vacated their opinion and granted a rehearing in the Alvarez v. WCAB case they published back on May 14th. This case involved restrictions on ex-party contact with a QME. In that case, a panel QME called a state fund attorney and spoke to her for less than one minute to request copies of medical records that the parties had asked him to review. The fund attorney immediately notified the applicant's attorney that she had received this phone call from the QME. The applicant's attorney then used this contact with the QME as a basis for a request for a new QME panel. The work comp judge refused to order a new panel and ruled that ex-party communications are not prohibited or improper when they involve only administrative or procedural matters. The WCAB agreed with the trial judge and denied applicants' petition for reconsideration. The applicant then complained to the Court of Appeal that the Labor Court explicitly precludes any ex-party communications between a QME and a party and that the WCAB may not add an exception not contained in the statute. The Court of Appeal agreed with the injured worker and strictly construed the Labor Code restrictions against ex-party communications with a QME even for administrative matters. Alvarez was allowed to obtain a new QME panel. After publication of this decision, a petition for rehearing was filed by the defendants. In a surprise development, the Court of Appeal issued an order granting the rehearing petition and vacating their May 14 published opinion. The case status at this time is that the matter is resubmitted. It is a fair assumption that there will be an additional opinion of some kind that will clarify allowable ex-party communications with a QME. Brian Greer, a Safeway ex-employee, was declared to be a vexatious litigant by the Court of Appeal. Here's what happened. In 2002, while still employed with Safeway, Greer filed a claim of injury, which the party settled the next year. In 2006, Greer filed a complaint against Safeway with the WCAB for his claim that they improperly distributed his medical information. The WCAB declined to act on Greer's complaint. In 2007, Greer filed a complaint against Safeway in the Napa County Superior Court. Greer also filed five separate complaints in five different federal district courts and appeals in three different federal appeals courts based on the same or similar allegations. In each federal trial court case and each appeal, Greer was unsuccessful. In 2009, the Napa Superior Court sustained Safeway's demurrers and granted Safeway's special motion to strike and awarded Safeway attorney's fees. Greer then filed an appeal from the Napa Court's orders with the Court of Appeal. Safeway responded to the appeal with a motion to declare Greer a vexatious litigant. The California Code of Civil Procedures, Section 391, provides that a vexatious litigant is a person who, 
and a seven-year period has commenced, prosecuted, or maintained in propria persona at least five litigations that have been finally determined adversely to the person. Safeway submitted documentation of eight prior unsuccessful litigations in which Greer represented himself. The Court of Appeal, in an unpublished opinion, agreed with Safeway and declared Brian Greer to be a vexatious litigant. He is prohibited from filing in propria persona any new litigation in the courts of California without approval of the presiding judge of the court in which he proposes to file. The Court of Appeal has ruled against Governor Schwarzenegger in his ongoing furlough battle with the state fund. The governor appealed orders from Judge Woolard of the San Francisco Superior Court who issued a writ of mandate and a permanent injunction halting the practice of mandatory furlough days. The judgment also ordered the full restitution of salaries to the state fund employees without reductions. Months earlier, Judge Bush also of the San Francisco Superior Court issued similar orders. The Court of Appeal found that forcing unpaid time off on union workers with the state fund is illegal. The governor has now appealed to the California Supreme Court. The unpublished opinion by the First District Court could be the final step before the issue reach, reaches the state's highest court. The governor has ordered nearly 200,000 state workers to take furloughs on Fridays to help balance the state's operating budget. And now our fraud report. Rene Montez, the last remaining defendant in the prosecution of former adjusters for AIG and Matrix Absence Management, has pled guilty to over 100 felony counts. His sentencing is scheduled for the end of July. Montez operated as WC Surgery Centers and WCSC and Associates. He conspired with former insurance adjusters Hector Parada, Cara Cruz Thompson, and George Martinez. Together, they fraudulently obtained more than $1.5 million from AIG Claim Services and Matrix Absence Management for outstanding medical liens on workers' compensation claims. Parada pled guilty to 50 felony counts of grand theft, 50 felony counts of insurance fraud, and one felony count of conspiracy. He was sentenced to eight years in state prison and ordered to pay $1.2 million in restitution. Martinez and Cruz Thompson pled guilty to 11 felony counts of grand theft, 11 felony counts of insurance fraud, and one felony count of conspiracy. Both were sentenced to two years in state prison and ordered to pay over several hundred thousand dollars in restitution. Thompson and Martinez have now been released from custody since they received credit for time served while awaiting trial. Rene Montez is expected to receive substantial jail time when he is sentenced in July, as he was the ringleader of the conspiracy. An Imperial County Superior Court jury found a former librarian for the Sentinel Estate Prison guilty of multiple counts of insurance fraud. Rosa Pannonis was collecting workers' compensation payments from Sentinel Estate Prison at the same time that she was working as a librarian at Imperial Valley College. 
She agreed to take a full-time job at the college in February, earning over $62,000 a year. Later that year, she signed a second contract for an annual salary of over $70,000 a year. At the same time she received the salary from Imperial Valley College, she collected over $20,000 in temporary disability from the state fund. The prosecution successfully argued that she was not disabled since she was performing the same duties as her regular job. The jury appears to have agreed with prosecutors in finding her guilty of fraud. Petonis is scheduled for sentencing in Imperial County Superior Court next month. Smurfett Stone has agreed to a civil settlement nearly three years after two of its managers were accused of covering up workers' injury claims. In 2007, the district attorney's office said it launched an investigation into the company after two employees accused two managers and a physician's assistant of concealing work-related injuries and trying to deter employees from filing claims. Without admitting guilt, the Salinas paperboard and packaging manufacturer agreed to pay $100,000 in civil penalties and more than $4,000 in victim restitution. The settlement also includes a permanent injunction. Two of their employees pled guilty to misdemeanors a few weeks ago and charges against the health care providers are still pending. And in regulatory news, the downtown Los Angeles DWC office has established a lien unit to expedite a resolution of the backlog of outstanding lien issues. Judges Lynn Devine and Paul DeWeese will spearhead this unit. Both judges addressed a record turnout of more than 90 hearing representatives as luncheon speakers at the June 18th meeting of the Association of Hearing Representatives of California. They explain the reasons for creating the unit and the procedures that will be employed to resolve the backlog of liens. The DWC is seeking more participants for its eForms trial. eForms allows filers to electronically submit forms and documents directly into its electronic adjudication management system known as EMS. E-form filers fill out electronic forms on their computer and file them over the internet. Assuming there are no errors in the submission, users generally see their documents in the case within two hours. Users can also view case information and status on cases which they are participants. Under most circumstances, users can also pick the conference date when e-filing a declaration of readiness. The eForms trial of nearly 300 users started shortly after Eames launched in 2008. The DWC now wants to add more e-filing users. Court Administrator Kevin Starr said that the DWC had to take a go-slow approach to the eForms trial to make sure that they had adequate staff to handle all of the e-filing and questions that filers might have. Starr claims they now have the knowledge to make it work on a larger scale, so they are recruiting more people. The only other current filing method for EMS is through paper OCR forms, which are downloaded from the DWC website, completed, and then scanned at district offices. To apply for the eForms trial, participants should fill out an application on the EMS website. 
The CWCI published a third in a series of research studies to measure temporary disability outcomes following, following the enactment of SB 899. The first study, published in 2008, examined claims with dates of injury through June 2006. That report showed that the SB 899 temporary disability reform was associated with lower average TD payments, fewer paid TD days, and fewer claims involving injuries that are exempt from the two-year cap on TD payments. In 2009, CWCI extended the analysis to include claims with dates of injury through December 2007. The second report showed that SB 899 TD reform continued to be associated with lower average TD payments and shorter TD duration. This third report extends the analysis of temporary disability to claims with dates of injury through March 2008. The third report found that SB 899 continues to be associated with lower TD payments and fewer paid TD days. And in other news, the city of Maywood intends to disband their 60-member police department effective June 30th after the loss of their insurance coverage for liability and workers' compensation. Earlier this month, the California Joint Powers Insurance Authority notified Maywood that it was terminating general liability and workers' compensation coverage because the city posed too high a risk. An excessive number of claims filed against the police department and the city's failure to hire a permanent city manager were among the highest risk factors, according to the agency. The Maywood Cudahy Police Department patrolled a gritty two-square-mile area that includes Maywood and Cudahy, which has about a population of 70,000 people. In 2007, the California Attorney General's Office launched an investigation into the department after the Los Angeles Times reported that roughly a third of the department's officers had been forced out of previous police jobs or had brushes with the law. The Attorney General's report concluded that the police department was permeated with sexual innuendo, harassment, vulgarity, discourtesy to members of the public as well as among its own officers. The probe also found that officers routinely used excessive force, made arrests without probable cause, and failed to investigate complaints. The city is considering a contract with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department or the City of Bell for police services since they can no longer operate their own department without insurance. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone or your iPod, or by searching for WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us, and please visit us again next week for more news.